Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my right, Alex Pastrello himself. There he is, the man. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. And across from me, Garrett Walls. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's a Wednesday Comics podcast. My name is Marvin for the week of technically Halloween week, 1030. Yep. yep. I mean, and then also for the week going forward. So actually, we want to talk to you guys up front here. Uh, we are going to be doing uh, what they call a reboot. Ooh. Have all time comic books going back to number one. No, uh, I'm not going to renumber it back to number one. The well, rebirth I mean, of the relaunch of the new origin so, redone. Here's how this is going to work we're merging both shows together. So at the beginning here, we're going to uh, have a forecast segment where we're talking about the books coming out for November 6, 2019. Uh, and then we'll get into the comic book reviews for last week, 10 30, 2019. I said 2016, I think. Earlier? No, you're fine. Um, Maybe. And we'll still have a separate show, The Gauntlet. Yes, that'll still be on... Follow us on Twitter to watch that. And then... Well, that's a little different because he's been on YouTube, so I moved it to Twitter. Right. Um, and then at the end of the show, we uh, might have some news. We might have something else going on. Um, but it's a way for us to combine most shows and make it one-stop shop for you so you don't have to listen to multiple shows and queue up with so much stuff. Uh, and it just feels better, baby. Got to read with everyone's well. Yeah, got to relaunch, and we're also going to uh, consider everything before this season one, long season, <laughs> uh, and uh, going forward. This is season two, episode season one. So, Ooh. Oh, it's a lot of, lot of pressure. Fun, yeah. And after that cliffhanger where we killed Alex, you don't know what happened. Actually, well, the cliffhanger is where you guys both won twenty five k. Oh snap! Yeah. yeah, well, that's how tax, we. That's how we. That's how we afforded <laughs> to do this new show. Taxes are a bitch. We had to pay in like three thousand dollars at the end of that. So. So here we go. The forecast brought to you by Alex Pastral, the weatherman himself. You know it. Uh, Deadly class number forty-one. Rick Remender, Jordan Boyd, and Wesley Craig. Um, even they also name Wesley Craig in the solicit, but the cover says Wes. Uh, Bone machine part to a nice and relaxing trip to a remote cabin in the woods. What could go wrong, Alex? What do you think? No, you're cut up with the right gear. I have not read forty. So you I'm read forty? Okay, Marvin, have you read? You kind of, I, I believe so. Okay, uh, excellent. Like you had yeah. said earlier on the the uh, the gauntlet, this book finally picked up its its slack. It's finally catching up on to uh, what we all want to see, which is some ass kicking. Uh, I, mean, I am curious to know how much longer this book really has going for it. I can't imagine it's going to be more than maybe ten issues, but I could be wrong. They could be doing uh, four years of school because it's only sophomore year, and unless you kill Marcus off and all the rest of the team that we like. Uh, well, I mean, they faked that earlier, so that's true. Uh, so you never know. I mean, th- I'm, I'm excited to see what this book has in store for us. Uh, there have been some amazing, amazing fights, especially in forty. In forty, gosh, yeah, I need good. to catch up. It's Love good. that book. Uh, next up, we have die number nine. That is Karen Gillan and Stephanie Hahn split the party. Garrett, what do you think about this die? I love die. I think it's such a fun universe. Um, the fact that no one's ever come up with that concept before of like a Dungeons and Dragons like dice kind of world that you're stuck in. It's like it's like the it's like Jumanji, but Dungeons and Dragons. So uh, I enjoy it a lot and I'm excited to read this issue because I think, you know, now that uh, their buddy became a zombie or whatever, the undead, mm-hmm. it's like, how the hell are they going to get out of that place now? Uh, Yeah, who knows? Oh, Saul. Saul. Yeah, oh, OK. You need okay. all of them to agree to leave and uh can't do that when one of them can't. Right. Well, he's the one that like created the plan to keep him there. So and he was the only one that could free him. And then he still becomes... the best characters, uh, the griever, the grieved knight. 
Oh, yeah. Grief Night. Grief Night. Space Bandits 5 of 5, Mark Miller and Mateo Scalero. End of the story arc. Uh, Garrett, I mean, Alex, you getting this? I, I am getting. I actually haven't caught up on it intentionally just to read all five back to back, but I thought this was only a five issue mini by Mark Miller, not end of a story arc. Well, you're getting a sequel. It says in the spectacular climax of the first volume of Space Bandits, our heroes are called upon to save Vigo from the jaws of the monstrous, bloodthirsty princess in the hawk. High octane final issue. The girls must find their criminal cunning and combat skills to get out alive. Mm, so I'm getting I'm getting convoluted things there. End of an arc. Final climax issue. Of the final issue. On this cover, they're pointing a gun underneath his uh, neck and then to his balls. So that's how I do it. Damn. Dick shot. Is it good? What are you I haven't, I haven't read any of it. Oh, okay. Undiscovered country number one. That is Charles Soule, Scott Snyder, Danielle Orla. Danini and Giuseppe Camacoli. This November, New York Times bestsellers, uh, Scott Sander and Charles Soule will team up with artists Giuseppe Camacoli and Danielle Ortiano Ortini uh, in 2019 and his Eisner Award winning colorist Matt Wilson. Oh, buddy, there's my buddy Matt. To embark on a special adventure, no nope, epic adventure, in the brand new ongoing series. I feel like I'm getting fucking dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think like every day, like I passed the point of which I stopped developing, and now I'm just on a sharp decline. Like I, it, I either read something and I say a totally different word, or I mean to say something via text, and I text a totally different word, not even close. And I'm, I look at it right after, be like, why the fuck did I think that was the word? Epic and special. <laughs> well, I, I texted somebody the other day, uh, first episode, but I wrote free episode, and I started out being like, what? Not even close. <laughs> And they mean totally different things. <laughs> um, so embark on an epic adventure in the brand new ongoing series, Undiscovered Country. And a special oversized first issue, readers will journey into the near future in an unknown nation that has once become the United States of America, a land that's become shrouded in a mystery after wailing itself off for the rest of the world, walling itself off, excuse me, without explanation over 30 years ago. When a team seeks to cure a cure for a global pandemic breaches U.S. borders, they quickly find themselves in a struggle to survive this strange and deadly lost continent. So, three ninety nine for an oversized first issue. Basically, America's walled itself off from the rest of the world. There's an epidemic going on. They got to go into America to find a cure. But they have for thirty years. They, nobody's known what's happening in America. Undiscovered mm-hmm. countries. So. Interesting. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Charles Soule. Uh, I think will ground the Scott Snyder ideas <laughs> in a way that um, will make this exciting for me. What if the wall goes to space? No, Scott. No, no, that's wrong. It's <laughs> the wrong <laughs> life can choice. Just be tall walls. <laughs> but what if when they get in there, this whole time they didn't know. They thought they knew their country, but somebody's been running out this whole time underneath it. Now, Scott, does it always have to be conspiracy? <laughs> um, it was a dark man. It was a dark metal. Thing. I just no. I, that's like his. That's like his, that's like his go-to. The court house was like, they've been around this whole time. Nobody knew. And then a metal. Uh, they've been around this whole time. Nobody knew. It's always that. They've been around this whole time. Nobody knew about it. Uh, Dark Horse Comics Black Hammer three for one dollar. Just want to bring this up. Jeff Lemire, Will Ferrell, Torres, Dean Ornstrom, and David Rubin. Uh, perfect intro to three storylines for one dollar. Three and one anthology features the first issues of Black Hammer. Sherlock, Frankenstein, and Quantum Age. Uh, perfect introduction to the Black Hammer universe. So, 
Looking to get into Black Hammer? There you go. It looks like it's the first issue for all three of them. Dollar's not bad. So that is nothing we need to get. Nope. No, so. I don't know. we read it already. So yeah. Kudos to you. Enjoy. Uh, IDW Publishing, Lock and Key Dog Days, Joel Gabriel Rodriguez. Two new stories from creators Joel and Gabriel Rodriguez, Nielet and Dog Days, plus a behind-the-scenes tease of the upcoming TV show and a five-page preview of an all-new series by Hill and artist Martin Simmons, too. So there you go. Alex, what do you think about the Lock and Key universe, a little uh, two-issue one-shot about dogs? You know, the thing is, I would actually be interested to get it. I just, I, I don't know if I really need it. That's the only thing. Like, last time I got a tie-in or a one-shot, um, unfortunately, being I haven't read the whole series, I did kind of feel left out as the one with the spider, where the girl goes into the Wait, You haven't house. read the whole series? Uh-uh. I've only read the first two or three that you've lent me, and I've never finished it. This is like your Why the Last Man. Kind of, but I've already read half of it. I just haven't gotten to the last <laughs> half. <laughs> Hey, he's read the first two trades like Team. 10 years ago. It, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's, I think they're on Hoopla. What is? Why? Yeah. Lock, no. no, Lock and Key. Yeah, I've seen Lock and Key on it because I did look on this. Oh, yeah, this would be fun to read, but right now I'm reading That's two. your homework. Lock and Key, number three. Did you read that one already? I don't know. In all honesty, it's been so long I probably just started number one again because that, that book is <clears> beautiful. <throat> And the story is compelling. All right. Team of T, Urban Legends, number 18, Gary Carlson, and Frank Fosco. What do you think, you're out? Good. Uh, we We hit a weird snag for a while. We are doing space shit, and I didn't care about that. And Space Alien showed up, and I didn't care about that. Then we finally got into uh, Raphael's Shredder. Uh, Splinter is no longer a bat. He had rabies. Now he's back to a rat. Uh, the turtles are the turtles. Donnie is a cyborg still, but of course, they're bros. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, and now we're going to get into one of the best characters out there, Leatherhead. Bring it on. I am I am super amped for this. Uh, and we're finally getting into kind of nitty gritty, um, the meat of the story. So I'm excited to see what we have for these last six issues, seven issues. Batman number 82, Tom King, Mikhail Hanin, David Finch on the cover there, City of Bane Part 8. Uh, what do we think here, Garrett? You know, I've been a downer on the Batman series as of the last 20 slash uh, 75, 80 issues. Um, but I am excited to see the final four issues uh, done by the same creative team all the way through. So Tom King and Mikel Hanin, last four issues of his run, and then bring on some good Batman stories. I mean, bring on some new Batman stories. I have nothing to say to this because it's not going to be nice. I was going to chime in and be like, eh, Garrett, you're too excited for these last four issues when, let's face it. Well, I'm excited to get through these. Oh, four I see. I'm Green <laughs> Lantern, Black Stars, number one of three, Grant Morrison, Americano, when Hal, what has Hal Jordan done? Following the catastrophic events of the Green Lantern number 12, no Green Lanterns can be found patrolling their space, uh, space sectors. Not a single power ring. Uh, lights the darkness across the universe. Once familiar faces now wear a different uniform and enforce a new type of galactic law. Green Lantern Corps is dead. Long live the Black Stars. But who are they? What are they? Answers will be revealed in an unstoppable Black Star set their sights on the demons of Yump Salt, Bongol, and a tiny black water planet called Earth. Uh, a dangerous new chapter in the Green Lantern mythology starts now. Alex, what do we think? That sounds interesting. I haven't read the last two of Green Lantern. Yeah, same here, so I don't know what happened. I think it probably is, I never put it on the show, so we don't talk about it. Right. This actually does sound interesting. We know who the Black, uh, Black Stars are. 
no we saw him, yeah we saw him at the end of uh omega's the dark stars the thing is dark stars we had seen but he he did some black star things during that where remember when he was like pretending to be a black star okay or was that to him pretending to be a dark star because i don't know i thought I, maybe well, i don't know who the dark star are. and a black star one's darker than the other <laughs> uh, Legion of Superheroes number one Brian Michael Bennis Ryan Sook Garrett what do you think um, I'm excited for this uh, A because I do love the future uh, Legion of Superheroes basically uh, and their technology I like the characters you know Brainiac 5 Lightning Lad uh, Cosmic Girl um, and now Bendis though is what's got me worried it's a little bit of a wild card I'm going to try out issue one uh, Ryan Suck, though, great artist, uh, has done a lot of Superman work before, so I'm excited to see his art style with these characters, but I'm really hoping they're going to focus on character development, not just like each page having 30 superheroes on, on each panel. Speaking of which, uh, not speaking of which, but here you go, back-to-back Lois Lane number five, great record Mike Perkins of a 12-issue maxi series, so issue number five, how's this been so far? Um I love this book. I think we all know that Greg Rucka can write a killer uh, female lead book. Um, And Lois Lane, like her having her own series and just kind of being involved in everything that's going on in the DC universe is really cool to like peel back the human perspective of what's going on with all these superheroes and things like that. And there's a huge conspiracy with the Leviathan uh, organization, but that's not like the main focus of this book, which is nice because I feel like that storyline's kind of pooped out. So uh, Lois Lane's been great. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Here we go. Marvel Comics. Oops, yeah. If you didn't <laughs> know, uh, hey, you're gonna hear something real quick. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 33, Is this like a tie-in or what the fuck? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, no, it's part of the main series. It's part of the main series, but 2099 then is it's it's another this is 33, event. 2099, right? Yeah, but it's it's. There is a 2099 storyline going number on. Number 33, 2099. Oh, okay, like. got it, got it. Next mentor, Patrick Gleason. The future is in peril. Uh, what do you think, Carol? Amazing. Like, no play on words uh, for it being uh, amazing. Uh, I, uh, I read issue 32 a couple days ago, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Gleason. I've, mi- I've, I've missed your artwork. I've missed the uh, this team of Nick Spencer and Gleason just seems to work so nicely. It's not all filler. Let me tell you a story with words. It's here. Here's some beautiful art. Just enjoy it, and that's all I really want. Do they tease 2099 in issue 32? Yeah. Well, I'm there's, excited. There's I love things. The there's things going on with him. Um, it's gonna be good. Sweet. I'm excited for this. Cool. Uh, Daredevil number 13. Chip Sadarsky. Chip Sadarsky. Sorry, I didn't put enough uh, chip in there. Marco Chinchetto. After the epic conclusion, no devils, only God. Matt Murdock has no choice but to investigate the corruption. In the New York's police force further, and Wilson, Wilson Fisk may be the kingpin pin of crime. <laughs> no more. <laughs> the kingpin. I, I am also uh, sucking out a cough drop, so I can do this show. <laughs> what do you think here? Is he eating like a fucking heart or something? What is it looks like he killed uh, Daredevil. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think I'm one issue behind. The last one I had was the Spider-Man Daredevil issue where Spider-Man's like, um, bro, I'm not here to help you out. I actually I've, I've really enjoyed this. I think Chip Zdarsky is one of those uh, unspoken heroes when it comes to comic book writing, at least as of this year. He's a top contender with Jeff Lemire for round four of Who's the Best Writer Ever? Have you still getting it, Marvin? Yeah, Chip. Okay. Do you like it? Yeah, it's good. You caught up on it? Uh, I don't think I'm like too behind. Okay, it's fantastic. It's good. It's good. I I, I don't know. Um, 
that that detective Cole, where I thought he was just gonna be like in two issues and just a douche, he's actually turned out to be a more relatable character. And I think Chip's a good writer. Mm-hmm. Um, before I know he was the artist on Sex Criminals, so and I think like his first couple of ventures into writing were comedic, were more comedic. But then um, we got this Invaders, and what did he do before that? Spectacular Spider-Man. I did the Spider-Man Life Story. Yes, that was good with Bagley. And uh, I just got oh, I needed the uh, two and one. So, you know, Ghost Rider versus Ghost Rider, number two, Edwardson, Aaron Cooter. Uh, you were getting this, Alex? I am. How's it? It's good. Uh, issue one actually looked really, really good. We've got Johnny, who is now, you know, the leader of hell because of damnation. And Danny is out having a drink at a bar. Well, actually owns a bar. Runs into a demon. They're beating the shit out of the demon. Like, hey, bro, I need your help. Okay, well, I don't really do that anymore. So, I mean, I understand if, Garrett, you dropped this book, but I also think, knowing that you are a pretty decent fan of Ghost Rider, Mm -hmm. I do think you might want to look into getting that. Well, I'll try to read issue one before issue two comes out. When you text me, now this is the best fucking book I've ever read. Wow. Am I really going to say that? No, probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Immortal Hulk number 26, didn't this come out? Nope. 25 did two weeks ago. 25 did, yep. Ed Ewing, Joe Bennett, Alex Ross. By the way, also Joe Bennett just announced he's uh, going to get off his book. So uh, is he actually going to get not, off? Yeah, he's not. He's not going to uh, draw it anymore. So that I sucks. Issue twenty eight. He's not on it. Yeah, two more. That's the one I saw. That sucks. Three more, I guess. Alex, what you, I mean, Garrett, what do you think? Um, well, we talked about it. Issue twenty five was a little rough. It was just really far out there. Um, but one through twenty four was so good. And so I'm thinking that 26 is going to take off right from where 24 ended, as opposed to like 25, we got just like an anniversary, like Hulk's a Cosmic God thing. So I'm excited. Uh, kind of bummer town that Joe Bennett's only doing a couple more issues, but uh, hey, having all the issues we've have had him on, that's pretty cool. Well, who's this? Do we know who's taking over? No, no. Okay. Uh, Brett Booth. <laughs> I would fucking <laughs> drop that book so fast. <laughs> <laughs> new <laughs> New Mutants number one. Uh, Jonathan Hickman, Ed Burson, Rod Rice. The new generation claims the dawn. The classic New Mutants, Sunspot, Wolfbane, Wolfsbane, uh, uh, Mirage, Karma, Magic, and Cypher. Get together with a few new uh, friends, Jesus Christ, Chamber and Mondo, <laughs> to seek out their missing member and share the good news. A mission that takes them into space along with the Star Jammers. Alex, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I still can't get over the fact you can't read stuff. <laughs> OJ, I feel like I'm getting fucking. I up. know, but I just like you said it, and I was like, no, you'll you'll be fine. Every time you talk about it's something, it's like the last like two weeks. I feel like it's ramping up to my 33rd birthday, and I'm just getting fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm getting fucking dumb. Why don't you actually go to the doctor and say, hey, my uh, intelligence <laughs> is declining in the last two weeks. I need to uh, do some sort of fucking test. What are you gonna do? You can take a brain tissue sample. You gotta take a piece of my heart. What are you gonna be like? Hey, Marvin, I'm gonna give you some red pills. <laughs> some red you pills. You want to go down the rabbit you hole? <laughs> is it the blue one? To go in the red one to get out. Blue one is to stay, uh, stay a cog in. in the machine and not well, I know take anything. Blue. You take blue every day. You take blue. Remain. Then ignorant. you're not woke. Remain ignorant. Okay. Dude, they had it fucking made there. If you found out it was fake, and then you still stayed in it, wouldn't that be better? But what would Captain America do? He would get out. And Wouldn't you rather wake out. up in a pod with a cable stuck in the back of your fucking head? <laughs> and be slop? <laughs> I agree with Joe Pants in that movie. Joey Pants? Yeah. yeah. Go back in and want the taste of steak again. 
Okay. So anyway, about those new mutants, I'm actually pretty excited. I think this is going to be your your new Avengers, quote unquote, uh, to tie in with your X Men book that's coming out. I, uh, I it's hard to gauge how excited I can be for this book because all it's going to be for the first issue is land the groundwork, which I realize we already had House and Powers to do so. But this is still a first issue. He's got to give people what they want, which is a lot of words. And mostly these are younger mutants, these are too. New, these are new guys to me, which is exciting. Yeah. I mean, I know most of the names, but I'm just like, oh, I haven't seen you before. It's all Wolverine or Cyclops. It'll be nice to see some new new friendly faces. Right. Savage Avenger number seven, uh, Jerry Dugan and Patrick Zeecher. Alex, you still getting this? Hell yeah. Love this book. This Hell book yeah. Is, this book is so good. Uh, the last issue was Conan and Punisher going through the savage land, beating the shit out of everything that lives, breathes, and dies. Uh, you actually hear Conan go, it's kind of cold out in Antarctica, and you're like, no, no fucking shit, it's cold. Put some pants on, you doofus. Uh, I think this issue is actually going to be Elektra. So yeah, they, she's on the cover. They did this this big team-up thing together, now they all went their separate ways after they kicked the shit out of this wizard, and now we're just getting to see their one issues to catch you up on what they're doing. So uh, Elektra is one of those characters you don't see very often. It'll be nice to catch up with her. X-Force number one, uh, Ben Percy, Joshua Cassetta, uh, the high price of the new dawn. X-Force is the CIA of the mutant world, one half intelligence branch, one half special ops, Beast Jean Grey and Seiji on one side, Wolverine, King, uh, Kid Omega, and Domino on the other. In a perfect world, there'll be no need for X-Force, but we're not there yet. Garrett, uh, what do you think? Uh, I'm super excited for this because this will be my first time getting an X-Force book. Uh, I would have got the last volume, but they uh, were charging $9 for the first issue. So I was like, give me the fuck out of here. I thought you did get X-Force. I thought uh, you got the Wolverine Sabretooth one with me. Nope. Wasn't me. No, that's Weapon X. That's Weapon X. Weapon X I got. That's what it was. Which also turned to garbage. Yeah. Um, uh, But I'm excited. Like, Did you say Cable's in this? Nope. No. Kid Omega. Cable's not in that? Well, Kid, Kid Omega. Omega's cool. Uh, Beast, Beast. Sage. Jean Grey. Which is funny because it's the first time they're calling her Jean Grey and not Marvel Girl. Um, Wolverine, Kid Omega, and what was the last Domino. Domino. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'd like to see like a covert ops X Men team. That should fun. be good. This should be a good a good book. We're going to get a nice mix of everything in the X Men realm, which is nice. I, uh, last time I saw the X Force, uh, one of them got uh, blown uh, in, like in a wood chipper, and Invisible Man got uh, electrocuted in Deadpool too. So. <laughs> oh yeah well that's the forecast for this week alex how's the weather looking out there you know what today kind of cold yeah it's fall what do you expect it's gonna be it's not always gonna be nice and warm it was rainy it was damp is that cold kind of dampness that seeks into your skin and makes you sick and sound like shit looking at you and me no 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 no, nobody don't don't be furthering that myth because it gets cold doesn't mean you're more susceptible to get uh sick Sure you are. No, no, no. Your body's working so hard to keep you warm ah, because buddy. no one wears coats in South Dakota. We're all like, you know what? I'm I'm too no, awesome for this shit. You don't wear a coat until it's like freezing outside. That's right. Right now I'm wearing a sweatshirt mm. and shorts. Yep. Did you wear a coat, Garrett? I did for part of the day. <laughs> Not when we got here. I was just driving to the local convenience store. I didn't need a coat. For the most part, I just go, The usually the studio's higher than balls in here. And so I'm like, you know what? I had to dress kind of comfortable. So You're wearing shorts, too. Yeah. Are they jorts? Yeah. Well, weatherman, what do you think about this week? What is it looking like? Fall you know weather? What? It's fall. When you, it's, there's leaves are going to be falling on the ground. Watch where you're stepping. Because you know the weird thing? Dog shit looks the same as leaves. So what do you think is going to be your pick this week, by the way? You know what? I'm actually going to go with X-Force. I think I'm excited to see that team. 
Uh, I, who was writing it? Do you remember? It was Ben Percy, ben right? Ben Percy. So it should be pretty good. Good story. Good team of characters. Uh, I think I'm all for that X-Men right now. I'm going to go New Mutants. Rod Rice, Jonathan Hickman. Uh, Rod Rice, I'm just excited to see him back in the fold. And I'm excited to see Hickman with on what he's going to do with the second book. So, uh, I would say Deadly Class number 41. Uh, anytime that comes up, like in the stack, I I get a little more excited than other books to read it. So I'm excited for that. Okay, there we go. The four. Oh Jesus Christ! Ticker Cola. You know we're rebooting the the podcast, but somebody's got to reboot this fucking board. Anchor. Anchor.fm. Send us your voicemails. Go to Anchor.fm and sign up for an account. 605-215-1849. That's also where you can send us a voicemail. That's the forecast for this week. Moving on now to comic book reviews. First up, we are going to talk about uh, Black Panther number 17. 17, Tanisi Coates and Daniel Acuna. Uh, the, you know, when I read this list, I believe it said it was the final issue of the arc. But this certainly doesn't feel like it. Nope. No way. No way. So maybe it? it was just I misread it or something, or I misremembered the solicit. But uh, get a story here. I, guys, I'm going to be 100% honest. At this point, I've lost the thread. And I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, I lost interest altogether, and like I'm dropping this book. Like it looks fantastic, but it looks great. But what? like to have like so, Enjadaka gets blown up, but just because the symbiote was like around him, now his soul is in the symbiote, yeah. and then his human body is on Earth, and then the symbiote's trying to bring back the Earth Enjadaka, and I'm like, so what happened? So whose space body is uh, Enjadaka then? So that was, that's what I was wondering too. Is that he? I thought it was Killmonger to begin with, right. with and maybe it was other timeline Killmonger or space Killmonger. Maybe and I, they blew up the the Empire basically. If we're thinking Star Wars terms, but that that planet blew up, and now they're still doing space fights and dog fights with that Empire, but there's no leader. But there's still a war going on. And then T'Challa's like, we gotta go back because uh, they're, they're dying out there. Gotta. <laughs> yeah. You know, Wakanda forever. So There's there a weird exchange between uh, Nakia and Storm in this book. Yeah. That was So Storm shows up to a breakfast that she's met with Nakia. And and Storm tells her, you know, I, I know what had to happen with you and T'Challa. I thought, I thought nothing happened. In the other space realm. Did they have relations? Uh, so I don't, so I this this did. weird thing that was going Storm? on in this issue. No, Nakia and uh, T'Challa. I mean, they were they were flirty. They were flirting. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's go fight this battle. And then Storm was like, "It's okay." He had his mind wiped. Uh, Storm was like, "It's okay. No, nothing really happened." He goes, "Well, I fucking didn't want your permission." But, <laughs> well, but if you touch my man, I'll electrocute you. But but then Storm yeah. goes, but, "But when I'm when I'm gone, you need to fill in for me while I'm away." And she was and like, back, she's like, oh, don't worry. I'm not threatened by this storm. And I was yeah. like, it was kind of a weird power play. I did like actually, I think that was the best scene in the whole book for me. Yeah, just because it, it was made like, made the most sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was about to say. And then we got to the end, the God part. And yeah, I think that's when I lost interest. Yeah. You keep getting it? I mean, I got to see the end of this thing. But is it really? I mean, you would think that last issue was. Yeah, the you're end. right. I 17 mean, issues in, and I still. I feel like we're still... I, I don't even know where we're on the story. I think that issue where Njadaka got blown up, that was, should have been the end. And like he comes back to Wakanda. I felt like that could have ended right there. Perfect ending. Yep. And then the last two issues was just Drake. It's like the epilogue of all epilogues where you're just like, okay, I'm starting to hate this. Kind of. I think you're right. I think yeah. that's the right decision would have been to it's end it. It's funny because remember the first 
two arcs. We love this book so yeah. much. It was so fantastic because it was fresh and new, and now it's stuck around too long, and uh, now it's not fresh. That's gotten stale. It's gotten gross. I don't you know what they say, right? This. What does Two Face say? This is a lot of shit. What do you and, want? In uh, Dark Knight, it's more of a you thing, not me. Uh, either oh yeah yeah either die a hero or live long enough to become a villain that's what happened here but you can't go 17 <laughs> issues into one story and you can't make the ending be three issues long <laughs> well, I, I see i want to like i want to get the book because my part is that i want to finish it if i put this much time into it like no offense 17 well, I, issues. how much is the rest i don't know there's and at that's least it. one more issue because the, you know this okay. book that I annoyed one more now, let me look at the solicit i want to see when it says the end of this arc what annoyed the shit out of me was that it was like uh, Killmonger gets his revenge, and then Killmonger's not even in the book. His grave's you in see it. You his grave's in it. I, technically, you saw but it. how does that make sense? He died in space, but his body's on Earth? What? Wasn't it a different time or something like that? So that's what I, was, I don't yeah, understand. I don't understand, I understand a, different, yeah, a different realm of where they were at. Yeah, it was like a different universe or some shit. And then T'Challa, like, was it might have been the last issue where he, like, confronts Bast and was like... No, it was this issue. Where it was this issue? Bast, I think you're a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, what? Okay, power's back. <laughs> you're, thanks. Yeah, you're a dick. <laughs> she was like, you don't get to threaten me. He's like, I'm not fucking scared of you. And I was like, dude, she'll take away your powers. Calm down, buddy. Because then when she takes us away, you're dead. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to give this a neutral five. I was going to say five. Too. Yeah, I wasn't Dark excited. Good. And I wasn't that like scene depressed. I liked. I like the characterization between two characters. Beyond that, I was like, oh, whatever. I just want to see like human Killmonger come back out of the grave and be like, Fuck you! Wasn't dead but at he's all. Not going to. And then he kills the the, <laughs> the symbiote is going to go inside him, and he's going to be reincarnated. I do hate that the symbiote's part of the story now. Yeah, it is, is it, so phony and just dumb. Which is disappointing because that that five issue Killmonger book we had read, God, that book was so good. And right. then Killmonger was I couldn't understand him hating T'Challa. This is just like a Clintar being like, I'm a dick. I'm going to go do what I want. All for his destiny to go to space, get blown up, but his body's still on. I'm somehow. still here, guys. <laughs> So, uh, I'll it, agree. I'm actually going to give this a four. I yeah. really could give two shits about the story. Art was good, but just a four. Yeah, I love dying in space, and my body just shows up on Earth. There you go. Thanks. There you go, family. You know, I'm in, I died in space, but here's my body. Space. <laughs> uh, Batman Annual number four, Tom King, Jorge Fornes, uh, Fornes, excuse me, Mike Norton, and on colors, we have Dave Stewart. We had an uh, annual voice, 42 pages long, and uh, I... Forgot it was an annual. Started reading this motherfucker, and then like got about uh, I would say a third through, and I was like, "When the fuck's this gonna end?" And I was like, "Oh, it was, it was long." Um, I did like it though, but also I liked it, but it didn't need to be that long. Like I felt like if this was a regular issue and they made it shorter, I would have been like, "Good." But there's kind of like in the middle, I was like, "Yeah, I get it." Dude does whatever the fuck he wants. Like he's a savior yeah. of everything. He'll fucking chop a dragon head off. He'll ride a dinosaur into battle. Like. I actually did like see him do that weird shit because we haven't seen him do that in a while in the main Batman book. Um, and that's what I like about Grant Morrison's book is I don't know if I'm going to get the detective guy, which he did a lot of detective work in this issue, or I'm going to get the guy riding the dinosaur. But either way, he took off his shirt a lot. I did like the little story about where... Fighting the UFC guy. <laughs> I was going to say, the UFC guy, the, he beat his wife, and then but he got out, out of it, never got any kind of repercussions, and so Batman's like... I'll fucking fight you. For well, no, and all he did, and this, the UFC fighter keeps challenging Batman. Challenging No him. one else is as good as I am. But then he uh, came on TV after he won his case and was like, uh, what do you think was justice done? He was like, I am justice. And Batman was like, all right, I'll fucking, you. I'll fucking fight you. <laughs> <laughs> and he fought him. I did like that he takes off his shirt and cape and uh, 
keeps the pants. Of course, no, of course, no gadgets. He's got to just fight them evenly. And he fights them. And then later, when he's in the forest, I saw he was swinging. He has the shirt off, but the cape's still on. So he, he has, back he has different kind of uniforms depending on the situation. Obviously, you don't need a cape in a, in a fight because they can grab a cape and fucking punch you in the face or something like that. So he took that off. He's smart about it. I really enjoy that. A little touch. Hmm. The art is fantastic. It didn't look Lee Weeks-ish. That's what I thought. Yeah, that uh, was the style for the sure. The cover was Lee Weeks, but Jorge Fornes, uh, fantastic. And I think Mike Norton, Mike Norton also, they both like try to make the same style. So I didn't even notice when it switched over to Mike. So... I liked it. I think the concept wasn't very, like, detailed. Like, I get it. It was every day. And, like, and there were some parts of it that were, like, very, like, sentimental. There was others that was just, like, all right, he's I like the beginning saving part Saving a dog. Like, the, the train one, the UFC one, and the, um, what was the other one? There's the one where the family, the guy dies, the father dies, and there's six people that Bruce has to interrogate. And then to find out who it was was spoilers. It's the sun because the sun went to uh, Egypt to go see the largest pyramid where Bruce knows it's in Mexico. You asshole. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good detective. Like, yeah, he did a detective moment. there. I did like uh, he did some spy shit on that train. Got on there and figured who the guy was. Knocked him out. Took his hat and was like, act like he was the guy to get the codes. I thought that was cool. And then the UFC thing was just him being a badass, being like, I'm gonna fucking beat your ass. So you get different kinds of Batman. But I do also like when uh, Alfred, because it's all from Alfred's perspective, his journal, how when he's talking about that, he doesn't think that Bruce doesn't fear any of this. He lets that happen. He just knows that he can't let it influence his actions because he has to do this stuff. Somebody has to do this. So he is afraid and he knows he could die of all this, but he pushes that aside to get it done because nobody else is going to do it. Oh, that's like that girl with, from prom, too, that he took that girl to prom and then he like cried because he was like, I got to go. I'm going to go, go train and do push-ups with my, uh, only my index finger. <laughs> with my dick. <laughs> Cock push-ups. And she uh, yeah, had a bad time with her next relationship, and she was like, fuck, I was looking for you. Didn't she kill him? Yeah, she killed and him. Then she talks in self-defense, to her. though, so she didn't get, like, she was oh, in okay. trouble. She said it was in self-defense, and she had actually just came from killing him. I was gonna say. That <laughs> That's what it sounded like. They were like, I just fucking killed this morning. I'm out here drinking with a friend, and I was like... Oh, do you want to take a second? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah, I mean, down. Like, uh, I'm gonna have to arrest you. The only one of these that was weird, <clears throat> not, not even weird, was the the first one where it's the bank robbers had stolen some money. Instead of coming down to the floor to drive away, they went up to the top of the building, rode some horses. That was a little bizarre. I like that. That was like the old school Batman. Like it was good that it was weird, but I didn't care for the fact that I'm watching these horses jump over buildings. Which, if you've been watching Watchmen, no. Do you watch Watchmen? Yeah. I need to find out uh, my thing. Did it change to fuckmates or not? I ch- I texted you and you copied it. I don't you think like took a picture of my text. No way. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. We talked about it. Anyways, uh, the Calvary is the bad people in the Watchmen, and then this one's called the Calvary Charade or something like that. Charge. Charge. And so I just was like, it, it was. Uh, plus, they look like Casey Jones, Alex. I know. Well, I thought, oh, what's Casey doing on this button? That's not it. Well, I thought it was Watchdog at first, or Mad Dog. Mad, Mad Dog. Dog. I did like that dragon he kept killing, and then a new one would pop out. Hydra. And he, he went just, to the nest. He just fucking destroyed them all. This was an epi- This was an issue where... It was just fun. It was just meant yeah, to be yeah. fun, which is good. I don't think we really had that for Batman in a while. So, enough yeah. of the bullshit. Let's get, just get into Batman being Batman. Yeah. Eight. Give it a, I'm going to go Eight's seven. good. I'll go for the eight. No, no, no I'm going to go nine. I really love that art. Dave Stewart's colors especially was fantastic. I was like, fucking killing it, Bart. Fuck. Rise me. Dragons. Lord. 
Dave Stewart is always great. He's great on uh, fucking uh, Black Hammer. He's great mm-hmm. in this book. So, you know who I miss though, color wise, Flo Pacencia. She's retired. She's not retired. She well, took she a do. break. She's working on Fade Out too. She took a break. Oh, Jordy Blair's doing the colors for um Fuck. James Tinian's run? No, it was a book you uh, in the forecast we were talking about. I just saw she was doing it. For your uh now nah, whatever. Most Lane? Yeah, I think. No, I don't know. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> uh Lois Lane. What was that the book? Mighty Morphin? No, Excalibur. Excalibur number one, that is written by Tini Howard. Uh, and let me look up the artist here, but Excalibur number one is the third uh, X-Men book to come out of the New Dawn. It is about the UK branch and the kind of mystical branch of X-Men. And we had issue number one came out. What do you guys think about this book? But I, like this one didn't feel like it was ne- necessarily the mystical branch. Mm-hmm. It just felt like... Cause isn't Captain Britain just a human? The, the twin sister or twin brother to... Yeah, I think he has powers. Well, he does with the amulet, though, which wouldn't make him yeah. a mutant. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Holy exposition, Batman. Marcus Toe yeah, on, so. on art. So there's, there's a lot of words and a lot of... Re- which is fine. I like words. I can Well, read. I was going to say, I was reading this. I got like halfway through, and I was like, I don't think this is for me. Yeah, same. And like, so Betty Britain or Braddock's... Uh, is Brian Braddock's like sister? Yep. And there was a point in there a couple of times where there was like similar characters that looked exactly like her. Like some of the characters had the same faces that I just got lost on who was who, and I was just like, who? What? Okay. So this didn't seem like Psylocke to me. Usually Psylocke comes off as a little more badass. This mm-hmm. one seemed like she was seventeen, just getting into her powers. Um, so, you know, it, it, I don't know if it's for me or not. There's enough where I want to see the next issue, but I'm also like, man, do I got more questions than I have answers. Like, why does Apocalypse want to go to Camelot? He's really, he's really sad. Like, we got to get to Camelot. Yo. I just thought, and nothing again, like, once again, it might not be my book, but too much dialogue. Like, mm-hmm. I got <laughs> bored like halfway through, and I was like, there's so much exposition setting up what's going on, stuff like that. Whereas uh, the Marauders number one, I think the story naturally came out throughout that issue. Right. Like it was like, oh, she can't go through the thing. Like they showed us she can't go through. It wasn't like, oh, her talking about it being like, I can't go through these things. Like explain the whole, how they all work. Yeah. Uh, Cause there was even an explanation when in this one, there was, the, what are they called? The gates? Yeah. yeah. He's like, code gates. he's like trying to get through. He's like, oh, I can't get through these. These gates can go anywhere. And like explain the gates. And I was like, bro, like don't, you don't have to explain the gates. Like in Marauder, they explain the gates. They're just like, oh, I can't go through them. But now they introduced these crystals in this one that I didn't know anything about before. But that's that's so the whole point of this one was that they're in the other realm, and they it never occurred to them that it could go to the other realm. That is all on Earth. They're only traveling to Earth. They're traveling to oh, the moon. Yes. They're in a different realm, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess we could do that. So I understand they're wanting to touch on him, but you didn't have to beat the dead horse. Yeah, and like when uh, Betty finally gets her sword out. Or Psylocke does, and then she like throws in and like stabs into the ground, and then badass, and then you're like, what the fuck just? Happened? I like those characters. I just I don't know. Yeah, it didn't feel like it was for me. So it doesn't have to be. I was just like, all right, it's like Rogue and Gamut are thinking about having a child. Ooh, make more mutants. Hey, hey, hey. When she goes, I'm not taking this dampener off. I'm yeah, I'm gonna take the dampener off tonight. So enter at your own risk, type yeah, of thing. Jesus. You wanna you wanna fuck all uh, superhero powers? <laughs> What's uh? What does he call her? Sure. Sugar. 
Sure. Uh, she calls him Cher. Sure. Sure. Cher. That's fine. I was like a four for me. I think after just talking about with you guys, I'm not getting issue two, and I'd give it a six. Like, this is a six. This is one of those. I mean, it looked nice, but I am kind of in that fence now talking to you guys. Like, eh, maybe I don't need it. I want to yeah. give issue two a try, but I'm also like, why spend the money if I'm not going to enjoy it? Right. The uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 44 uh, by Ryan Paret and art by. Let me look up the artist here real quick. Uh, Guys, how's this book called? The Mighty Morphin Party Indies. Dude, Mighty Morphin has like turned the yes. amp up to fucking 10. Um, you know, we start this issue with the, uh, what is it, Samoan dog or whatever, or however you say the assassin name. He's some, he doesn't have a name, but he's called a something dog. Something assassin. And he looks like the. Uh, he looks like the blue dog, but he's red. The blue dog master from uh, Power Rangers Ninja. Ninja Steel, I think it was what it's called. Simone de Mille. I don't remember. What, what? What? That's the artist. Oh. I was like, that sounds like the assassin name. Uh, and basically, we've been getting a subplot where, um, uh, what's his name? Jason, Trini, Zach, Zach. and this new girl Kaya. named Kaya. Um, they're the Omega Rangers, and they're doing something for one of the eternal They're going to go Omega shut down Lords. the overpowered bad guys. Right. And so basically, this dog is beating the living shit out of the actual Power Rangers, and these motherfuckers just come down, beat the living piss out of the dog. It was so good. It was cool. It was cool to see that, like, usually the Power Rangers, like, they get knocked down, uh, and then they get back up, and then they beat the monster. You got to team up and be friends. Yeah. This was, like, the Omega was like, fuck you, asshole. Yeah. Here's a sledgehammer to the face. Right. And so, like, you actually thought, like, the Power Rangers were going to lose, and you're like, yeah, obviously knew they weren't going to. But then the Omega Rangers come up and, like, scoop up the mess and, like, beat the living piss out of that dog. That was pretty cool. You're under arrest. You're coming back with us. Right. Um, and then you think things are going to slow down. I mean, the Power Rangers, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are crabby. Cause they're like, well, we couldn't take them down on our own. And these, these four Omega Rangers had to show up and like show us. And they didn't, stuff. they didn't even talk to us. Yeah. What dicks. I know. Like <laughs> Kimberly was saying, Hey, and like, you know, they've been really missing like those three Trini, uh, Jason and Zach. And so I think it would have been cool if they mentioned something. Um, but anyways, the eternal, Oh, I can't think of his name. The Blue Ranger yeah. dude. He's talking to Jason, and Jason's like, hey, I got an idea. Like, if I can't go fucking help the Power Rangers, let's just take care of the threat altogether. See, if I can't talk to my friends, and they're getting the asses kicked, let's go take care of ourselves. Danielle D. Nocio. That's actually the artist. Sorry. Oh. And then they go to the moon and start storming Lord Zed's base, and it was awesome. It was great. Like, there's four Omega Rangers. They're going up against the putty. And, like, Kia had never seen the putties before. And they start sending the putties. And she's like, yeah, this is easy. These guys are this bitches. This is nothing. And so while everyone's fighting the putties, uh, Jason sneaks in, finds Lord Zed on his throne, and they start fighting. That's so a cliffhanger. Good. Yeah, it was. Where Zed's like, oh, you think you can take me? Right. Let's go. It was so good. It was, it was an action-packed issue. And, like, I can't believe how much thing, like, how much that issue escalated so quickly. Well, I think I like the fact that they didn't beat around the bush, that it wasn't when Jason tells the entity going, uh, I want to, I want to do something about this. I don't want to just sit on the sidelines and wait for my friends to get killed. Uh, I thought this was going to be like three issues of him having to talk about, Oh, come on, let's go help. And then do nothing about it. This was, he goes, okay, let's do this. And they set off to go beat the sheds, which is exciting. Yeah, so going right into the next issue, I'm already excited. I'm going to give this a 10. Yes. I had so much fun. Like, 
And there's a lot of good character development because you can tell the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that were left behind by Zach, Trini, and uh, Jason. Um, you can tell they're not doing so good. And even Tommy was in the issue for a couple panels and he's still beat up and like doesn't have his powers really mastered yet. And well, and the problem that they're having is that you've got Aisha and Rocky and Adam mm-hmm. who have taken over for the other three that went on their, their trip and they're really not digging it. Like, yeah, it's great to be Power Rangers, but do we really need to be sticking our asses out there to get kicked? This would be the point in the movie where they can't morph because they're not getting, they're not working together. So they're divided on how they work as a team. That's how you get civil war. Right. And then you get the Billy and Kimberly who are like, I just miss my friends. And Tommy's struggling to be a leader. Right. Which Uh, I know everyone loves Tommy. Right. Bring Jason back. Yeah, Jason's, he's clearly the king in this one. So, but 10. 10 all the way is good. Jesus, a 10? Yes. Mighty Morphin. It's been better since Pettit has been on it? Or... He's he the, so the Kyle Higgins was good, go-go. but I think Ryan Paired having control over both books, great. He can tell one cohesive story that's like... Oh, he's on both. Yeah. He's on Go-Go and he's on... The Mike. last issue, uh, Margaret did, I think. No, no she, she did. She's always solicit- solicited as it, but it's been Ryan Paired. Oh, she yeah, did yeah, yeah. Mighty Morphin up till issue 40. And then 41 started the new Mighty Morphin arc with Ryan Paired. That's good. It, this really is a great run. This yeah. is like getting Jonathan Hickman doing both Avengers, New Avengers. Right. Here we go. Joker, Killer Smile, book one. Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino, Jordi Valer. The uh, newest book in the DC Black Label uh, publishing line, Joker, Killer Smile. Um, what do you guys think about this uh, first book? I think it's just you and me, Marv. There, this one. Oh, you, oh, you getting in the uh, you get the other way? Have you seen the Joker movie? I have not. You have not. Okay. Why is this like that? The way it opens reminds me a lot of that movie. Um, but I thought this book was excellent. It was fucking... I mean, to break down... Hey, well, before we get into it, the actual physical issue, because I got digital, as always. Yeah. Uh, was, it a, was it not same format? Was it more square? It is prestige format, so the same size as those big black light, like the Supermanier one. Yeah, but it, it's like... You know what I mean? It's not like... It's not like... Uh, higher than it is wider is it just square it's yeah i mean look i'm asking because of this because the whole book is like square like this and usually it takes up with the whole screen if it's a normal comic oh yeah so i mean it's prestige format so that's probably why yeah it's like this yeah it's more blocky but oh, okay um first off sorrentino fucking great. brings it yeah in this fucking thing i mean changes his art style almost completely um i mean some of it's similar in the beginning um, but does not look like Gideon Falls at all, really? which is super surprising and shows you how talented. Coloring-wise, too, like Jory Belair was like, we're not going to make this like the same darkish kind of like, you know, Gideon Falls, you really can't, sometimes you can really can't see anything. It's more like mudded. This is very clear. Um, the uh, panel work that he does is fantastic. There's a lot of normal panel work, but then when it starts getting into the Joker shit, then that's when it gets crazy. Because basically you have the psychiatrist who decides he's going to cure the Joker. He's going to go in there and talk to him. And Joker's like, dude, what? Like, uh, you're not going to find anything useful out of this. And he's like, I'm not trying to uh, fix you. Uh, I'm trying to cure it. And he was like, why would you want to cure me? I've, how many people have I killed? Like, Well, and he also brings up the fact that he's had a million psychiatrists, right? Yeah. And uh, he starts asking about like why he came to do this. 
And he's like, oh, you're going to go the secret origin route. All right. That's yeah. my favorite. He was like, he was like, how did you start? And he was like, oh, he's yeah. like, I'm good this game. Yeah. I always uh, win this one. Game. I do also like his style, uh, how Joker looks like. Just like it looks like a normal person wearing makeup. Uh, he's got shaved on his top on his sides, but he in uh, not a mohawk, but he kind of puts it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and his psychiatrist is like, I'm going to cure you. And he's like, dude, you don't want to cure me. All you want to do is get fame because you fixed the Joker. And uh, they were like, it's true. The hospital, the, uh, the warden, whatever. And he's like, no, 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 it's not true. I really want to help people. Like we could cure him and figure out how to cure people in the future uh, from being the psychotic. And she's like, I don't believe it. You got two weeks and then you're out of here. Uh, you know what the, the creepiest part about that scene is the Joker staring right at the camera in the background. I got chills. Yeah, this book is fucking creepy. Dude. Yeah, there's it's a creepier part where than falls. when they start ta- talking, you see the camera in the background and he's facing straight, like straight forward. <laughs> Joker is, and then he gets well, he's looking at you, the reader. No, no, no. So like you see like a video camera of someone in a room and they're just facing the opposite wall, and then the next panel, he's turned looking right at you, like in the background of the TV. Hmm. And she like tells a horrible joke, and he just like is looking like right, like, kind of like he can hear her. Well, that's creepy. creepy. Uh, later, uh, her he gets home, and the son's like, "Read me uh, this bedtime story." So starts reading. He's like, "What the fuck is this?" And he's like, "He was like, you bought this, Dad." And he was like, "No, you can't read this because he turns the page. There's a character in it called Mister Smiles. He goes to this uh, happy village with like bunnies and bears and stuff like that, and fucking brings a chainsaw and cuts off their heads." And his dad sees him because nope, no more book. We're going to sleep now. Um, but then he dreams about Mister Smiles, and the next day, Joker he's having another one-on-one Joker another uh, session, and Joker starts telling him about Mister Smiles. He starts reading. Yeah, uh, the he starts saying verbatim. Book. He starts like doing the poem, and the guy's like, "What the fuck?" And he runs to the bathroom, washes his face, and he turns around. And he sees he starts like hallucinating. He thinks he sees a dead guy in the toilet with uh, Joker uh, stuff on his face, and then he like. Uh, shakes out of it and the guy's like what the fuck are you doing man like why'd you bust in here mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's like fucking losing it yeah and also well, we like, saw throughout the second half he's like he keeps yeah losing where he how he got to where he was so the, the joker it's a very psychological kind of thriller it's like because his wife's like dude i don't it's unsafe uh and she he's like it's fine he's locked up in arkham and she's like yeah please he's escaped from a million times he's like they make it better every time and i was just <laughs> i was just thinking i was like yeah but he gets out every time like um well, but, that makes me think of that. Right after that scene, remember, he, it's late at night. Yeah. And he goes downstairs because he hears, like, someone at the door. He has a dream about a balloon. And then the balloon pops. And he, like, wakes up and goes downstairs. And his wife goes, eventually, uh, turns the light. He wakes him up. And he goes, hey, what are you doing down here? And he goes, oh, I was just uh, in my office doing something. She goes, okay, well, you better get ready for work. And he goes, ready for work? And she goes, yeah, it's 8 o'clock. And he was like, what? How long have I been down here? Uh, and I was just like, fuck, dude. What's he doing? Because he didn't really, like, seems like a he didn't remember movie. buying the book or bringing the book, and they're like, "You brought this book home, right?" And he's like, "What? What is this?" And then uh, that, and so I do like this different kind of Joker story, even though there are like every time they start a session, he tells a Joker uh, uh, crime to him about how he killed certain people, and uh, the Batman is, is in this book for just one panel though. He's not really, yeah. They just shows up and he's like, "All right." Well, they just show him punching Joker in yeah, the face. That's it. That's a- but uh, this, I like the psychiatrist that uh, they show that. But otherwise, beyond that, it's more psychological. Like the Joker's just playing with them. You can tell. And in the cell, he made a big Mr. Smiles thing. So right. the guy could see being like, what the fuck's going on here? Um, the and he's tension like, in this book is, is great. The psychiatrists think that he has Abraham, but I'm pretty sure Joker is using those sessions to like hypnotize him to do shit. 
Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. It's three issues, right? Three books. Yep. Uh, how many pages was this motherfucker? This one was only five ninety nine, but I think it was still eighty pages. No, maybe it was less. Maybe it was only like fifty or sixty or something. Uh, thirty four. It was thirty four pages. Well, those are big fucking pages. Though. Yeah, they're pretty big though. There's a lot going on in them. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I feel like it was well worth the money. Well worth the money, especially oh. the Jordy Blair with Sorrentino. I never knew I wanted that combo. And uh, and then Jeff Lemire writing the book. Did Sorrentino do the picture book part? Yeah. Really? God. That's what I mean. He changed That's up how that. great. Wow. Uh, the picture book for Mr. Smiles? Yeah. So Sorrentino like changes the art style. Mr. Smiles goes to something. It's like goes to the zoo or goes to the fair. Yeah. Or the I'll look at the cover here. Uh, I'm giving it a 10. I, I would give it 11 if I could. It's probably the best book I've read in a long time. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. I would tend to. Mr. Smiles, where is it at here? I think he does it after he sees the heads getting chopped off. They looks at the cover or something. Yeah, he's like, what's this fucking book? Do, 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 do. Well, what's also really cool is just like Joker's very calm the entire issue, which just makes him seem even more scary. Hmm. Yeah, like I'm excited it. to read this. Yeah, it's... And like when you like just on the creative team alone, you knew this was going to be great. And then you actually read it. Uh, Mr. Smiles in the Happy Village. Yeah. Not so happy anymore. And he uh, fucking takes the takes them out. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a kid's book. You can't read that. Uh, Yeah, it was fucking fantastic. I can't wait to read the rest of it. It It felt like if you take normal Joker books, especially like I think people try to write them as like the gangster kind of I mean, which kind of is but in this one it's like this is why the joker is dangerous even when he does he's not out of jail like this is why he escapes all the time and i liked that we're getting that story to be like how he uses people because the only time they ever bring that up is how he uses harley quinn like he's done that to her already she was his psychiatrist and like let's see that happen like so it's i want to it's it's great to see that yeah I know it's. They think they're going in to cure him and analyze him, and he's like, "Well, now you're in my you're in my territory. I'm gonna get you." Uh, but I think that's one thing that they they misunderstand. Not the writers, but every character that ever goes into I'm gonna fix Joker's that Joker's had his whole life to fuck everybody yeah. over. How many people has he killed? How many lives has he help? ruined? By you know, Batman himself has gone crazy trying to fight this one person, right. and thinks he knows the you upper gotta hand try, it's all baby. Joker. You got to try. You don't think you would try? I don't think if I would. you thought ever, you were good never, at your job and you're a psychiatrist, you got to try. I would never enter Arkham Asylum going, mm-hmm, I'm going to come out of this But if you want to be the best of the best, you got to try. Then you put on the bat suit and you go suit no, you can do. No, best of the best or die trying. Mm. Which probably have. I don't know. I, th- I think I would still stay home. And go, you know, to be fair... Anyone who lives in Gotham is like, yeah, this is the place I want to live. It's like, you're fucking stupid. Hey, it's got to be a great place for psychiatrists. I mean, <laughs> yeah, everyone's that place, crazy. yeah, right. <laughs> everyone's got problems. You make bank there. Uh, there we go. Mighty from Power Ranger number 44, Joker Killer Smile, book one, Batman Annual, number four, Black Panther, number 17, uh, and Excalibur. Excalibur, number one, those comic books that came out for the week of 10 30, 2019. And remember the, uh, at the beginning of the show, that was the forecast. The book's coming out for 11.6. Next up here, uh, we just want to talk a little comic book business, as they call it, uh, to round up the show. A lot of comic book talk this week. Who would? I mean, you were listening to comic book podcasts, so uh, you you walked into this. 
Uh, yeah, you're that. playing our game. <laughs> you chose this. So September, usually it takes a while to uh, rank up the numbers. So it's usually like a month behind. September uh, sales numbers for comic books are coming out. By the way, the number one comic sold an estimated print-wise 262,000 issues, which is a lot, but then you see why and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, below that, it drops to 156K. Which, I don't know, when you talk about the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot like a business, but it's doing better than... For a while, they were really dipping. Uh, so let's go. I'm going to go from 20 down. We don't have to talk about every single one. If you find one that you're interested in, please uh, stop me. We can talk mm-hmm. about it. <clears throat> number 20 was the Immortal Hulk, number uh, 23. Um, mm-hmm. Sold 56K. That's weird because, like, wasn't that number one on the charts for the It was. Uh, it sold more than Batman, yes. Wow. And it's first part of the run, so. Um, wasn't it delayed for a little bit or something like that? Mortal Hulk? Ever get no, delayed? it's been pretty consistent. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm wondering why that issue was dipped. so big. Is that the... That's number 20, though. It's not so big. Well, you said 23. The issue, number 23, but oh. it's number 20 like, of oh. the list. I'm going from 20 to number oh, one. So, oh, so 20 is the worst, of course. Well, I mean... Well, it's not the worst. The worst Being on top here... 20 is... Like the worst great. on this, before they stop keeping count, uh, is number... Oh, here it is. Number um, 522. Which is a book I've nerd, Bajax, Banjax, and it sold eight hundred and seventy six copies. Hmm. That's the worst. Hmm. Wow, eight hundred and seventy six copies. Still uh, three dollars away. At three dollars, that's twenty four hundred. That's pretty good. Actually, if you look down here, let's see. Let me see if I can find what's the lowest book that's still coming out. Loki two. That's new, right? Yeah. So that's uh, one of those things where twelve hundred issues. I know like, everyone I mean, loves sold. Loki. I'm not one of those people who everyone loves Loki. I'm like, eh, I don't need a book about you. I don't care. Right. You're in everything. Uh, number 19 is Fantastic Four, number 14. That I'm not surprised, but to beat out Hulk. Wow, mm. I'm surprised at that, though. Yeah, but is that the the Yancey Street one where mm. they came out at the same time? And then no, so then I was like, oh, like, no, I know, but I'm just wondering if. if the Yancey Street book came out that same week, though. By the too. way, King Thor, oh, I gotta get this. number one, is number 21. So that book was brand new. The uh, critically acclaimed, like, ending, like, the ending of the critically acclaimed Jason Orr, Jason Aaron, Jesus Christ, Ron. I told you, I'm going to go to the fucking doctor. Be like, <laughs> dude, I can't talk anymore. Jason Orr. I can't Orr. read anymore. Uh, King Thor, number one, which fucking sucks because. Uh, Gary can tell you my job what I do I talk all day so I I, I mess mm-hmm. up all the fucking time <laughs> uh, lately last three weeks that's how I know I'm messing up 55k which you think that'd be higher people have been waiting for that I don't know though it came out pretty late after uh, the what was the war uh, War of the Realms War of the Realms which War of the Realms was great but yeah but I think that's one of those things and one everyone's everyone's moved on to a different Thor book a different no offense Jason Aaron was a great is a, is a great writer but it's been seven years of you writing Thor. Yeah. People are getting a little bored of... And, and all this is... I mean, this is King Thor. This is something that got brought up seven years ago when right. we were reading God of Thunder. Right. <clears throat> so, of course, he's going to win or he's going to die. Or who gives a shit anymore? Uh, let me go through these next uh, really quick. And then I'm going to stop on one you guys are probably interested in. Batman number 79 is number 18. Amazing Spider-Man number 29. That's number 17. 
Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, number one. That's number 16. Strike Force, number one. That's number 15. Venom, number 18, is number 14 on the list. And then we got Batman Curse of the White Knight, number three, uh, number 13 on the list, 70, uh, 67K sold. That's uh, a good book. Mm-hmm. It's a good book. I wish it was higher than this list. It's got Batman in the names. It's got Sean Murphy, 13. But, but it makes me interested to see what the other 13 books are. I was going to say, though, something I want to bring up, and it's a cycle that I see all the time in comic books, and uh, half the reason why I wanted to do this list is it currently, it always like cycles like DC's doing great. They have like most of the books in the top 10, and then Marvel would be doing great, and they have the most books in the top 10, and then DC gets pushed out. We're in the Marvel uh, cycle right now. Like, mm. um, in a second here, you'll see why. But, like, Batman, oh, here's the next one here. Amazing Spider-Man number 30 is number 12, and then Batman 78, which is the uh, the highest in this list, the highest Batman book on this list is number 11. It's not even the top 10. That's too bad. I don't... 80K. Well, I mean, mm, people might be feeling what you guys are feeling. Jr. Like, was it number 78? Yeah, he did 79 through 81. <clears throat> was it 78? This was issue 78? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so maybe that wasn't. I don't know. I think it was the one right before it. Oh. My only thing is that I think... I think it was the interlude. Oh, uh, which that was pretty good, actually. Um, but people just, might be having the same kind of feelings you are. Like, yeah, just get over with it. Right. Curse of the White Knight. I just couldn't think of it. The Curse of the White Knight, that's one of those books that I think with it... There's never a spoiler being like, oh, by the way, uh, Jim Gordon's going to die in this book. That no one's like, oh, I need to go get it because that's a sweet collector's type of thing. If it had been spoiled, yeah, more people probably would have bought it. The fact that most people went into this book going, oh... Not necessarily it's going to be a, a fun romp in the sand. I get that. I do expect it to be kind of a depressing book. But there's a lot of shit that goes on in that issue that... I think just Azriel as a villain, a lot of people aren't Azriel fans. And so to see him, like, going against Batman, it's not that great of a threat when you got, like, Curse of the White Knight, it's Batman versus Joker. So that... Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I, I know way down inside. I'm not a uh, Jean-Paul fan at all. But this Jean-Paul is written so well... Right, yeah, she stands a chance to. Some people maybe they hadn't read White Knight. I mean, now you're on you're on a sequel, and you got to push people that they like Azrael potentially as a villain enough to buy a book. I suppose that's five dollars every week, every time it comes out. It's worth it. It Pick is it worth it. It's one hundred percent worth it. Best book coming out. No, that's a lie. Middle West is still number one. Uh, Harleen number one is number ten. Of that, that was seven ninety nine. So to be in the top ten, that's pretty good. I would say eighty four k, eight bucks with eight times eighty four. Alex, two, three, sixty four, six, uh, seventy two, um, two. So seven hundred twenty two thousand dollars. Wow, price wise, right? I mean, you obviously got to account for all the shit like printing and all stuff like that. But that's what. It oh, it's eighty k. Yeah, yeah. Deceased, a good day to die. Number one, that was number nine. Didn't I read that. It, it was, was good. good. It was good. That it was four ninety nine. Yeah, Mr. By the way, Big no Brother. book in the top ten uh, is less than four ninety nine. Really? Yeah, <laughs> so is that's that a good scary. sign? To that be is like, not hey, a good we'll, sign. We'll buy four ninety nine books and be like, all right, buddy, uh, here oh, they go. Shit. Uh, good. And speaking of which, number one is seven ninety nine. So we'll get to that in a second. Oh, yeah. uh, Absolute Carnage number three is number eight, which surprised the fuck out of me. Number nine, ninety five k. Absolute Carnage is still that popular? Uh, hashtag Guess Plus One loves that book. Is really? it great? He Who's writing? Great. Uh, I don't Do you know. Remember? I think it's Donnie Cates. Oh, it is Cates. Yeah, Cates. it is Cates. Man, I might be think it's Donnie Cates or it's Carnage. Both. That's right, little both. I think Donnie Cates knows how to write a six issue run. 
and everyone everyone I talk to goes, oh, Carnage is so good. Really? Because he's so 2D. All he does is kill. I get that. Well, Donnie Cates, I think, can write a great event book, though. I mean, I get the whole the whole run of the book is the fact that uh, Venom symbiote or Carnage symbiote wants to collect everybody who's ever had a touch of symbiote. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doomsday Clock number 11 is number 7 with 115K, which surprised me because that book's been so delayed. It's still in the top 10, so obviously people are excited to read it, and they're still on board. Four ninety nine. So they don't care that's four ninety nine. I don't know how they're going to end that book. That book I've read eleven and it's great, but I'm like, one how are you going to finish yeah. one more issue? Also, I really don't hear that much about Doomsday Clock, like people talking about it, and I wonder because it's been so delayed. Um, but people are obviously still buying it yeah. if it's number uh, seven here. Just not a lot of people. A lot of people are talking about, but the next four people definitely are talking about. So. Number six on the chart is House of X, number four, uh, within 119K. Uh, that's 499. Powers House of X. Was that House of X 4 you said? House, House of X 4. Okay, which so was that, that's the one where uh, they're mutilating that uh, station. But they blow uh, up the station, they're killing everybody. And uh, Powers of X, number four, is number five. Is that the one where Moira. Uh, with 127k, goes through her sixth life. Yeah, no, this is, yeah, where she's where Wolverine kills her the first time. Right. Yeah. Uh, Powers of X number five is number four, 137k. Uh, that's the last that came out the 26th of September and still made the number four. Dang, good. like it came out four days later. Fucking the four end, days. End of the month was done. Um, because if you see here, some of these like number one, it came out the fifth, so. It got time to ring up the fucking things. So, um, and then uh, House of X number five was number three with 139k, which surprises me. These all have different numbers. That means tell, that's telling me that some people are getting powers that aren't getting House of X, but it's like the next part of the story. So, whatever. What do you want to do? It's your life. Spider Man number one. That's the J J Abrams is number two at four ninety nine, one hundred fifty six k. What a what a great story to start uh, issue two. Shit. Mm-hmm. But I think that, I read it. that okay. J J name uh, brings mainstream people to be like, let me try it. It's out of continuity and it's Spider Man. So I think that's a besides number one here. Uh, any other month, this would have been number one Spider Man. But uh, but then you get. A milestone issue, issue number 300, spawn 300, 799, 262K. I guarantee you at least 100K of those people would be like, let me just buy it to have it. They don't actually read it. They're like, oh, people are going to buy this one day. And it's the speculator uh, speculator market. And they're like, let me just buy this. It's going to be expensive. But then also, like, guys here, we got 10 books, 799, 799, the rest are all 499. In the top ten, what does that say for Marvel? Especially, they're all Marvel books being like, "Hey, it's four ninety nine, and it's not even first issues." And they're like, "All right, we'll still buy it." I mean, to be fair, we bought it in the House right. of X Powers of X, but they can justify it with an event. I think they know better to do that with like ongoing books. So, like issue one will be five bucks, which we've seen already on every single X Men number one. Yeah, I would be surprised and shocked if issue two on are all four ninety nine. I think they'll go back to like Immortal Hulk because that also became four ninety nine. You get it still? I think twenty um, wasn't wasn't twenty five four ninety nine because it was five ninety nine because it was the twenty. It was a big issue. Yeah. So it would, but depend. that makes that's not even that makes sense. I'll pay more money if it's bigger. 
Yeah. Or if it's some different kind of prestige thing, or if it's like, hey, this is uh, actually the prestige thing that really doesn't matter to me anymore because I get digital. But uh, I know why they charge that much because obviously they're putting more into it. But when it's just like a regular, and they're like, hey, uh, five bucks, mm-hmm. and I guess people are buying Marvel it. stock oh. paper that's covered. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that shit? They still do that. <clears throat> I'm out of that game, so I don't know. The which one? They still got that shit. Yeah, because I think covers? my Black Panther was just paper, paper it's stock. All paper. Yeah. Oh. Got the the Brian Michael Bendis method. Make it cheap, so expensive. Yeah, but uh, DC, DC, besides the deceased, not in the top ten. Yeah, that's true. But you know, you think about it. No big events. Doomsday Clock. Leviathan this is event. huh? Isn't Leviathan still going on? <laughs> I mean, no one like, gives a that's shit. That's not like DC wide. That's just a couple books. Oh really? I guess Harleen isn't is number ten. That's yeah. DC, but that's also not like now this joker book that came out this week i bet if when we get to the november sale i bet this is like top 10 for sure what was the book you just said leviathan yeah no that's event leviathan event leviathan number four where are you gonna think uh where does that fall here 37 63 56 you're close it only sold uh 34k 38.3 it's already an afterthought in superman and action comics like it's not even oh really they're already past it yeah no that's brian michael bennis yeah uh to the but uh, I don't know. It's kind of uh, usually I, I read that top ten list. I'm like, good for that book. It's in the top ten. But that top ten, I was like, yeah, I know. Like, I well, feel Carnage like, is the only surprise me that people still care about Carnage. But I feel like the X Men books are going to rule that top ten for a while here. I think so. Oh, I don't. I, it's Hickman. People like Hickman. He holds out for what two years of doing yeah. any kind of book, yeah. and then he's like, I'm back, guys. So people wanted to see what he's doing. As I could see his two books. Yes, this thing in X Men as a whole, maybe not. Marauders could be, but it's for someone who's like, I want to give. Yeah, this no, book a I think chance. you're right. Excalibur's never going to be in that top ten. No, but a good chance New Mutants and uh, X Men will be in that top ten. Maybe also, I would say also X Force. Maybe. And so you could see X Force. It's got a big so. enough following of people that people will know. Um, Harleen, I heard is actually good. I want to read it. I should probably pick. It I up. Uh, I did pick it up. Oh, you did? Uh, with the one with Steven Stajic. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's another one called called Harley Joker, which yeah. is like Harley as a PI. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be really good too. I saw on Comic Round about like a nine point three. Yeah, that I heard that's God's good one. Too. I heard that's good. I think Last God. Mm-hmm. Nah, Black Label's coming back, baby. I mean, they had a little kind of trip up with that Frank Miller thing. By the way, Frank Miller announced he's doing his uh, next book in the series of Dark Knight uh, Returns. I am out. What's 100%. it called? The Golden Child. Sure. Yeah, get, it is called the Golden Child. I I have no interest in Frank ever Miller can't up. write. A, I'm telling you guys, don't get it. Frank Miller can't write anymore. He is bad. It's about shit Carrie Kelly and yeah. uh, Superman's kids. No, the no. Only, the only books that I've ever read of his that I've enjoyed Sin City. was Sin City, and it was only like, like the first one? four were good. Batman Year One, Dark Knight Returns. I yeah, you're, right. you're, you're right. Your one is good, <clears throat> and Dark Knight Returns is good. But that was thirty years. Ago. His uh, it's time to let it go. Well, he only drew it. Never mind. His three hundred's good. I was going to say his Wolverine's good, but he only drew that. So. Yeah. He used to be a fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. Something happened. Well, uh, well, I mean, yeah. He's old. He's old. You've gotten sick. Sometimes it ruins your hands. You know, uh, not to say anything bad about any other publication. Actually, I'm not even going to name the publication. I saw that they gave that last issue of Superman Year One like an 8 out of 10. And I was like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to believe this oh site ever God. again, or even this reviewer, I guess. And I was like, eight out of ten. I was like, I'm gonna show you. Gotta tell me who it is. I'll tell you who it is, like and that. you can avoid it. But I was like, eight so out you of can ten. Avoid it. Wow. That wasn't even close to an eight out. Of 10. Yeah, but that's like when you see the when they put up the hardcover in like two weeks or whatever, and it's, it's going to have people going nine out of ten, nine out of ten. How much fucking money did you get paid 
to say this book was great. Dude, if they gave and three and eight out of ten, I want to know what the site gave number two. <laughs> I should like it. Yeah. Superman, you're one. Bang and murder. Hey, <laughs> if they paid us, like, let's say, uh, 25K, we lie about it. Each? 10 out of 10? No, I wouldn't lie about that book. No. I Not that book. I can't lie about that book. I, yeah, you make it a million dollars. I'll say whatever the hell you hey, want about that book. 30K, we each get 10? I'll lie to shit for you. <laughs> <laughs> sell it for 10. The book? Yeah, it was like, you sell it for 10. I'm selling it for a million. Alex He's like, like, I could never lie. $1 million. And Gear's like, 10K? <laughs> no. Like, hey, man. Well, he, I said she's smart because then he would, they would never go to you. They just go to uh, Garrett over here. Yeah, yeah but, 10K, they, 10K. but they know they're not getting uh, solid. Well, you're not getting my 10K. Well, if you don't well, Odds are pretty, them, odds are pretty good. They're going to be like, yeah, it's a package deal. If Marvin and Garrett don't want it, Alex, you don't get the money. Vice versa. If I don't want to take it, Give you the money. No, they're like, hey, how much can we pay you to get Alex off this show so you guys can just do a full review on this book and give it great reviews? Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, one. 50K. <laughs> 50K. Done deal. Alex, Alex what if they paid you 10K, uh, 10K to just tweet it out? Good book. All I had to say was a good book, 10K? Yeah. Sure. I don't have to go, it's a 10 out of 10. Perfection. He'll say 10K, good. Uh, he'll say good book, uh, and whatever the title is, and it'll be hashtag 10K. <laughs> that's how you know he's not telling the truth i did it for the <laughs> for people who listen to the show that's just a little wink being like 10k baby uh wednesdaycomics.com go there subscribe to the show that brings you to anchor.fm it also has a link in that website you know what i love about anchor.fm not only are they the quickest way to uh, put up a podcast and the easiest thing to do um if you go to our website wednesdaycomics.com which redirects to our anchor uh home page if you don't want to listen on Anchor, like you don't want to download the app and get involved, it's pretty easy. But if you don't, it says here you can watch, you can listen to the show on Zillow. And they found every single other place that you can listen to the show and just pick whatever one you want. Spotify, Apple, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. Stitcher Radio, they have links to all of them. So it's a nice little, that's why I made it our, our new redirector homepage. So you go there. has all the information, baby. has all the shows. You can send us a voicemail if you download the Anchor.fm app. Send us a voicemail or 605-215-1849. If you call that number, you will get my secretary. Uh, she says, please leave a message after the tone. And that is us. Leave a message. Tell us, uh, how's your day going? Where are you living right now? Is it hot, cold, what are you wearing? snowing? <laughs> I didn't say that. It's a hot, it's I, I how you doing right now. But that's, that's almost the next question. Do you, you like to. Frank Miller's work? <laughs> I think it's the best. Years. Never responded. I actually call. would like somebody to call in and let me know uh, if you like that Superman year one. Just tell me why. I won't, I'm, we're not going to be fun to you. I just want to know why. We're going like, to try and make fun. Why, <laughs> so would it be, why would it be an 8 out of 10? Like, do you agree with that 8 out of 10? Let me know. Uh, Wednesday Comics on Twitter. That's at Wednesday Comics, at Alex Pastrallo, at Garot2188, at Marvel underscore Sawguero. Make sure to follow us on Twitter to see The Gauntlet live every Sunday night, or you can rewatch it throughout the week uh, to see what books are coming out. Um, also, once again, uh, forecast. We're all rebooting this motherfucker all together, so... Go back to begin the show. You hear the books coming out for this week, tell 11 6. Uh, Facebook.com slash Wednesday Comics Podcast. Go there and like the page, share it with your friends if you're still on Facebook. Um, if you're on MySpace.com slash Wednesday Comics Forecast. No, we're not on MySpace. Uh, Roots of the Swamp Thing.com. Definitive source for all things uh, Swamp Thing. Holland Files number four is in pre order status. Go to at DC World Swampy on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Roots of the Swamp Thing or Roots of Swamp Thing.com for more information. I would, You know when we talk about good stock, that Holland Files, good. He puts money into that motherfucker. So everything about that book is good. Hey, uh, John Borland, you want to put that on the cover? 
He puts money into that motherfucker, Marvin. <laughs> that way they know it's quality. Mm-hmm. And also, I heard if you paid 10K, I also tweet about it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like I missed it. Oh, we got a book club. Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents the Green Lantern event called the Sinestro Core War. Jeff Johns, Dave Gibbons, Ivan Rice, Patrick Gleason. Speaking of Patrick Gleason, there you go, Alex. Ethan Van Scriver. Uh, also speaking about Dave Gibbons, uh, the uh, Watchmen TV show. Yeah. Uh, this is fantastic, boys. Go ahead and get this uh, collection. I believe it. I did see it on Hoopla. So if you got Hoopla access or if you want to go buy it, there you go. Writers are Dave Gibbons. And Jeff Johns, we got art by Ethan Van Scriver, Ivan Rice, Patrick Gleason, and Angel Yazuda. And inkers are Ethan Van Scriver, Auckland Albert, Princess Roland, and uh, Drew, Drew Garcia. And colors Guy Major and Moose Bauman. Uh, this is the thing that made me uh, fall in love with uh, superhero comics. Because um, I'd read some of the classics, speaking of Batman Year One, that Dark Knight Returns, Watchmen. Like, I was that kind of uh, comic book guy where I would just buy, like, those ones which are considered classics, read them. But the thing that got me into weekly comics and got me into superhero comics, this is it here. And it's not just Green Lantern people. There's some cameos in here I can't tell you about. So when you want, when you read them, I know uh, Garrett's going to like some of them, and I know Alex's going to like some of them. So Nice. Uh, and this is also the first part. So if you like this, there's more. And it, it there's this, and then eventually you can go and read Blackest Night. That's the sequel. So there you nice. go. I'm excited, boys. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. be good. We haven't really got into, like, that's, like, the books we've been doing before uh, are fantastic. But they're more, like, very, like, touch me in my heart. This is going to make me fucking the punch in the ear like Alex does. Yeah. Peter. Green Lantern's Light. Oh. <laughs> Bye, Alex. <laughs> uh. That Watchmen show is really good, Alex. Is it? It is great. Yeah, I need to, I thought about jumping back on, not jumping back on. You finished episode two, right? Yeah. Oh, is it coming out weekly? Yeah. Okay. It's on tonight. It's on Sundays, baby. Okay. I have to and also, uh, the uh, his dark material starts tonight too. Yeah, true. There you go. If you want to read that, Colin Compass, Alex. It's got uh, Daphne Keene who played uh, Laura Kinney and uh, Logan mm-hmm. as the main. Oh, really? Main actors. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a polar bear with with uh, armor on. Sold. Mm-hmm. So you, you can watch that. Armored polar bears. I like that. Um, hey, that Disney Plus coming up too. You got Disney Plus coming 12th? two weeks away. We got this Less thing than two weeks next, away next Tuesday. Not this coming Tuesday, but the Tuesday. Yeah. Mandalorian. Fuck yeah. Alex, no. you gonna watch Mandalorian? No. I'm gonna be watching an animated series of Spider-Man. I think I'm gonna watch like So Weird and like even Stevens and all the kids, all the kids. So weird. I gotta at least watch one of those episodes to see what the fuck you're talking about. Maybe I have watched it before. It's X-Files for kids. It's what about that uh Eerie Indiana? That was X-Files for Kids. Mm. You ever watch Eerie Indiana on Fox Kids in the morning? Because you can watch The Simpsons too, can't you? Yep, it's 30 seasons, all of it's on there. All that's gonna be on Disney Plus, yep. Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Really? I saw. I was on uh, the Disney Now app because we were just, we were watching Muppet Babies, and uh, there's a trailer for Disney Plus, and it's with the Simpsons. Uh, Homer's trying to wear an Iron Man uh, suit, and he's like, uh, they talk about it, it's all on there, and Bart's wearing Captain America, I think, or something like that. Anyways, Bart's like, "Why are we doing this stupid thing uh, for our new owners?" And Homer's like, "Shut up, kid." He's like, uh, just boy? just read the, the the script, and he. Uh, I just want it funny, but uh, which is kind of weird. So you think that would kind of be on the line of being like not for families, but also it is because if you watch like the first like thirteen seasons, a lot of that's not for kids, um, and not even in a way that like it's crude, but like I think they would get bored about it. And actually, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. My brother, when he was growing up, 
at like starting at age five throughout like his whole uh, childhood, he watched Simpsons and we watched episodes multiple times and he could recite entire episodes, but just, Jeez. and uh, I loved it. Cause I was like, he actually, I think uh, got a lot from that show. So never mind. I don't want to fucking talk. That's for kids. <laughs> I came back around. Basically. I know I was never supposed to watch it because it was it was trash. You know what? You can't find it fucking anywhere. But I'm going to find Disney Plus mm-hmm. Rescue Rangers. I have. I actually have season one. I have volume one of that. I'm excited to watch Recess. Yes, that, that's one I'm excited to watch. Oh, they're doing. They're bringing it back too. Yeah. Recess. Recess and, and the Hocus Pocus sequel. They just announced that the original people are coming back. I know that's good. I was like, oof. Pepper Ann. Doug. Doug oh, would yes. be good. Um, uh, Gargoyles. 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 Uh, David, no, Keith David said that mm-hmm. he would come back if they wanted to reboot that show. So, a lot of good stuff, boys. And even comic wise. Like you said, Spider Man, X Men. I'm going to show my uh, my son Spider Man. I'm tired of this uh, other Spider Man that he watches uh, these days. Yeah. I got to show him this classic. Oh, I'm so oh, excited. That's so good. I got to show him this Craven the Hunter. Say, this is who Alex likes. This is, right this here. This is Alex's favorite. Hey, this yeah. is him. What? Hydro Man, Sandman. It's got it all. It's got every. I actually bought Far From Home today. I had a a gift card and they had to buy two, get one free type of thing. So I bought two uh, villainous expansion packs. Plus, you bought Villainous uh-huh. after we played it at uh-huh. Supercon. I've got, Dude, so I've got so all. Fun. I got everything that's come out for it right now. I've only played it once, twice. Once with you and your lady, and I played it with my my wife. And she uh, love it. No. Really? <laughs> no. I think it'd be one of those things where we have if we have more time to play it, she'll enjoy it. But she's like, you you played this without me before. Um, you know how to do it. So you just got you got to do their objective yeah. anyway. Um, before we go here, I do want to mention. Uh, Backlot 605 podcast. Go there. I don't know if I ever mentioned... I think I did mention the week afterwards, but once again, we were on that show a while back for their Supercon episode. Go back and listen to that. Alex has been on an episode talking about Far From Home. That's what reminded me about. I was on an episode talking about the DC movies, and it will surprise you, my number one. Uh, and also, I talked about Fast and Furious for a while. So, <laughs> hey, I was watching um, The Righteous Gemstones. You watch that show on HBO? Mm-mm. Oh, well, there's an issue where an episode where one of the kids uh, is a stunt uh, actor, and he was like, yeah, I'm Los Angeles. I met Vin Diesel. And the mom's like, who's Vin Diesel? And uh, Danny McBride is like, uh, and the kid goes, he's in Fast and Furious. And he goes, I think you would like it, Mom. It's an action movie. He goes, it's not an action movie. And and, uh, he goes, yeah, it is. He goes, well, it's an action movie, but also it's about family. (laughs) 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 And I start fucking laughing. (laughs) Uh, there's so, one thing we know about Vin Diesel. He loves family. So, uh, Groot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Groot. Uh, Iron Giant. God, so much fucking Wait, Iron Giant's not Disney, I thought. Is it not? No, it's That's, DreamWorks. Uh, yeah, DreamWorks. Oh, well, fuck this. Then I'm done with this whole scene. <laughs> but Incredibles 1. I don't think well, my son has seen. He's seen Incredibles 2 a million times. I uh, love 2. Incredibles 1 is... I like one, 1 way more. No, didn't care for 1. They're, they're heroes the whole movie instead of like the last 10 minutes. No. Alex, no. you, you like one. One's fine. Just, I, I like two more. Fine. Right. Whatever. Well, everybody, uh, enjoy your week. Enjoy your comic books. Make sure you get out there on the sticks and get those new comics. Uh, some good stuff out there. And, or even go back at that Joker book. Uh, jump on board that baby. Uh, and until next week, I've been Marvin. I'm Alex. I'm Garrett. Hey, everyone. Keep turning those pages.